0: it's that time your fix is here college football is a year round discussion with these two here's J.C. and Morgan Mike Morgan of ESPN and J.C. Sherbert of 24-7
1: Sports have you covered beginning right now
2: Oh, we don't waste any time. It is December the 3rd. It is Selection Sunday, a term that was used for decades and is used in college basketball. And uh, since we got into this college football playoff, now, uh, what, 10 years old, it's a term we use for college football as well. And the similarities might not stop there. More on that in a moment. This is a special, I guess you could say, a special Sunday installment. We normally do the show live every Monday morning, uh, as it turns out, I've got a physical tomorrow morning, so that wasn't going to work. Plus, J.C., I like the idea of coming in red hot. We are 30 <laughs> minutes away from the selection committee show. Now, we don't know exactly when they're going to announce the four. Um, my guess is they're not going to drag it out an hour because they got to do the New Year's Six and all the other bowl games, but it'll happen while we're live on this show. Um, so we've got a lot of things to get to, including the J.C. Five, he is J.C. Sherbert. Coming to you live from Chi-Town, I am Mike Morgan here in the mecca of college football in the mecca of another uh, epic conference championship game. The only one, and I watched every bit of them. Uh, I watched all five. All five. Uh, Washington, Oregon was, was pretty entertaining. Other than Alabama-Georgia yesterday, the other ones were duds. It, it was tough to watch. I really struggled, quite honestly, going back and forth between Big Ten, ACC, um, but yeah, I am, uh, what, a, a, from Brookhaven to the dome, depending on Atlanta traffic, that could be anywhere from, you know, 25 minutes to an hour and a half, as people know mm-hmm. about Atlanta traffic, but I'm about, uh, between 18, 20 miles, I think if I, if I went ahead and map quested it or whatever else people do these days, Google directions. Yeah. Um, and I, I could feel the vibe. I mean, Atlanta is just, it turns into... This is like the college football. Again, I'll use the term Mecca during that week specifically. Alabama, Georgia fans all over the place. Uh, And again, this is probably the most diverse in terms of fan bases because not everybody here is a Georgia fan. That's a real misnomer. There's a ton of fans of other SEC and ACC schools, for that matter. So um, you can always check out the website, jcnmorgan.com. You can email us on the mailbag. We've got some of those. You can uh, check us out on social media. I already uh sent out a tweet this morning uh in response to a and I don't normally respond to other people's things and especially there's only a few people's opinions in college football that I truly respect, honestly. Um I don't know Nicole Auerbach. You know, she she does fine word I hear her on the radio every now and then but uh you you guys can check it out at Morgan on Air. I basically retweeted something that she said uh about the SEC and how the SEC is in freak-out mode, and now you know what every other Power 5 conference has dealt with. Well, the, the SEC was not every other Power 5 conference, and, and even in a quote-unquote down year, uh, you don't need to judge. Nobody cares about how good Vanderbilt was compared to whoever. Nobody cares about how bad uh, Mississippi State was or Florida. I it, you, you judge from the top down, not the bottom up and Alabama and Georgia are clearly in a different classification. If you watch the championship games, I mean, my goodness, if you watched Louisville last night, it's hard to believe they won games. Credit to Jeff Brom because he does not have a very good quarterback. He's a brilliant offensive play caller, um, but, but the, the, that was just hard to watch. And then Iowa, <laughs> whose punter <laughs> – has over 4,000 yards. That's my favorite stat of the day, J.C. Their punter has more than 4,000 yards this season. Never seen anything like it. Um, but they're, they're, they're a joke. The over-under on points for Iowa in the first half was 2.5. And, and if you would have said the under, you would have won that bet. Um. So you, you just – and then you watch Georgia-Alabama. And I hate the term I test like anybody else does, but damn it, you, if you – You have to just see that is a different level of football than every other thing you witnessed.
0: You're not kidding. You just have to. It it was noticeable. It was noticeable. I mean, that's like, you're like, man, these guys are all fast. They're big. They will hit you. They're physical. Both sides of the ball. I mean, I wouldn't – I got almost uncomfortable watching Georgia and and Bama run power plays yesterday because – Dude, I don't know that I would have wanted to run up in there. I don't know that I wanted to. I would have wanted to go in there and tackle whoever's running the ball. The, the sheer violence
2: in that game—it's Oh, game, man. It's unprecedented. Speed, you and I have been on. I mean, you and I have been to that game. Uh, oh yeah.
0: And
2: and and, and I, I I that watching it on TV, I don't know if it does a complete justice. Go to yeah. one of those games when it's Georgia Alabama, and it's just a different deal. Now Michigan Ohio State comes close. Don't get me wrong. It's not like this is not an SEC elitist thing. And, and by the way, on that subject. We've been doing this now seven years, and I've said this countless times, and I'll say it again because I know we pick up new listeners and viewers uh, every every week, and um, I know background matters to a lot of people because college football is the most paranoid, uh, sometimes insecure fan base, and, and I love it. I say that glowingly. It, it's part of the beauty of the sport. Everybody thinks that everybody's out to get one another. Everybody thinks that this guy is biased and that everybody's got an agenda, and I won't lose any sleep over what the committee selects today. I really won't. I, I, I we'll, we'll get to more on who I think should go and who who shouldn't. But and JC will give give his four and and then we'll announce the four. But if you're not going to get a um, just visceral, emotional, uh, crazy response either way, I'm not going to lose an ounce of sleep over it. Yes, it's true. JC and I both have SEC backgrounds. We're both SEC graduates. We both cover the the, the sport. Uh, nationally, but also certainly very – I mean, look, I call SEC games for a living and have for a, for a long, long time. That doesn't mean I, – I, I've said many times I didn't want the Pac-12 to close down because I think we need geographical balance in the sport. I didn't want Jim Harbaugh to get fired because I thought Jim Harbaugh was going to help elevate Michigan to a power, and he has – uh, I looked forward to the Michigan-Ohio State game. I, looked, I told you it'd be a record number. It was 19 million. It was one of the highest uh, rated games in the history of college football, certainly in the modern era. Uh, I'd love to, I would love—I don't want to see the ACC fall apart, even though you constantly have Florida State and Clemson playing footsies under the table with, with other uh, leagues out there. So I don't pull for the demise of any other league, any other team. Uh, I love college football, first and foremost. So let me just throw that right out there, okay? That being said, uh, there's so much just crap that gets flown out from people that, quite honestly, I don't have a ton of respect for. I mean, people that have not covered the sport very long or they've been elevated into high positions because of other reasons than the quality of their work. You get it. You know the deal. Um, there's There's a number of things that are going to go into this decision. But let me just say a couple things real quick, and and I know we're going to be pressed for time today. It's amazing. We only have a few things to get to, yet we're going to be pressed for time. That's the beauty again of college football. (laughs) Something's going to happen today. Uh, Think of this. The committee has never done the following. We're in the 10th year of this playoff. Thankfully, it'll be 12 next year, and it would have been 12 this year if it wasn't for the ACC, the Big Ten, and the PAC. Remember that little alliance that they did? We would have had 12 (laughs) this year. Um The committee has never left the SEC champion out of the playoff. That's a possibility. The committee has never left an undefeated power five team out of the playoff. That's a possibility. The committee has never dropped the number one team outside the top four. That's a possibility. The committee has never selected a team ranked outside the top six. That's a possibility. So we're going to see an unprecedented deal happen, uh, and in, again in a, in a matter of a half hour or so it's going to be th- this was their nightmare scenario and part of me who always loves some chaos i can't help you know for years and years as we suffered through 20 years of the bcs i rooted for chaos because i wanted people to understand we need a, a playoff a, a true playoff and you know the john saunders of the world the late john saunders uh again very talented but he would always say well one will play two so it worked out no it, it didn't work out several times just because an arbitrary computer or system of computer says one play two it doesn't work out this is the closest thing we've had to another bc mess since this thing got started because we've had very minimal controversy but we talked about it last week if bama beat georgia this was going to be a show and it is <laughs> there's just no way to get this right there's just no way to get this 100 percent right um in terms of what I think can and should happen, first off, and this should, again, prove once again a lack of bias in any way, I don't think you can put Bama in over Texas. I don't think that game matters. I don't want to hear it was early. I don't want to. Texas will be in and deserves to be in. So the, the, the matter to me is not Bama versus Texas. It's clearly at this point, it is a Bama FSU decision for number four. Would you agree with that, JC? Do you think I'm I'm missing something? That's just my opinion.
0: Are you thinking if, Georgia? If, if Georgia's thinking, out, if Georgia's out, okay. Well, yeah, and, and I'm not saying. I mean, but it, but I think they are. So I mean, I, I don't think Georgia's sucks, getting in because they're and one you know of what the top four teams, but yeah.
2: You know what's killing Georgia? I'll tell you what's killing Georgia. It, it, beside the fact that clearly Ladd McConkey is not healthy. And, and for that matter, Brock Bowers is not healthy. And if we're going to penalize Florida State for not having their starting quarterback, then maybe Georgia can be penalized for not having two of their top playmakers. Uh, uh, there's no question. McConkie's not even close to 100%. I mean, I don't even know. Like The the commentators, and by the way, uh, hats off to CBS for 24 great years, and I know a lot of people hate Gary Danielson. You might miss him, because Gary Danielson's actually pretty damn good at what he does. Is he annoying at times? I get it, but from my vantage point of what you want from a from an analyst, he's the one that was all over that controversial call, by the way, when a lot of analysts would have sat back and not even said anything about it. Um, and Ness, Nessler, who we've had on the show, is one of the best to ever do it. But it, it, the one thing they kept talking about is maybe it'd be better to just not even play McConkie and Bowers, that your five-star kids on the bench might be a better option because they're clearly not 100%, and they weren't. McConkie could barely move at times, um, but the other thing that stands out with Georgia is they were they were supposed to play at Oklahoma, week two. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They went ahead and took it off the board because of the new schedule. They couldn't get they couldn't squeeze a return game in. Well, yeah. Well, then why did Bama play Texas? Because that was the return game, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's the difference. So those two things really change the epicenter of what we're talking about. If Georgia beats Oklahoma. Who beat Texas? Now Georgia's got a really strong case, even after a tough loss to Bama in the final week of the season. But without it, I don't JC. I just I don't see Georgia sneaking in with this committee. I I I, I don't see it. I think I think it comes down to Bama, FSU.
0: Yeah, and it's an interesting call between those two teams. I I think Uh, it's tough because look, Florida State obviously did not have the strength of schedule that Bama did. They won all their games. I mean, you're not you're not talking about a program that's scared to play anybody either. They scheduled LSU and Florida in the non-conference. Both game, those games were away from Doak Campbell Stadium. They were in home. One was neutral site and one was in Gainesville. And I know Florida was not great and LSU was a little disappointing, but they still won, right? So they took care of business. Now – Honestly, their best win was at Clemson. Clemson was, besides LSU, their best win was at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Eight and four football team ended up pretty good. Beat, winning at Clemson is not easy, but, you know, is that better than <laughs> winning at A&M, winning at Auburn, you know, winning in the SEC championship game? I mean, that's, you know, Bama probably has a lot more quality wins uh, to kind of, Showcase, they do have the loss. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. I, 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 people are going to be disappointed either way, and, and like not just all shucks, we should have made it disappointing. Uh, because you're talking about big brands and big, I mean, the most the, the worst thing that's happened with this thing, Mike, was the first year when Baylor and TCU tied for the Big 12 title and it knocked them both out, right. Mm-hmm. And if that were Texas and Oklahoma that year, I'm still convinced we're not. Ohio State doesn't get in and doesn't win at all because uh, mm-hmm. I mean because of the brands. So that's that's been like the worst thing that's happened. I mean, I, I could make a big case against Notre Dame a few years ago when they were undefeated and played a lot of named teams, but they were all five and seven that year: Southern Cal, right. Florida State, Virginia Tech, etc. Um, but this is going to be. This is, this is this this cuts to the heart of the perpetual debate in our sport with SEC versus everyone else uh, is there favoritism um, is is there a league that's more deserving does it matter does head all do all these things matter because what the committee's decision is going to come down to Mike is something's all of a sudden not going to matter as much as it has. <laughs> mm-hmm. whether that's head-to-head, whether that's being undefeated, whether that's having a conference championship, whether that's the eyeball test, whatever. Um, personally, if conference championships uh, and undefeated seasons were not valued like they are, and I do agree they should be valued, to me the top four teams in the country are Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan in no particular order. -hmm. Uh, I think they're all better than Texas right now. They weren't better. I certainly wasn't better than Texas in week two, but I think they're better right now. Um, Even over Washington, who I really enjoy watching play football, Uh, I just, you know, these teams have just kind of knocked each other out. So, so, but, but that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. I think that would be kind of wild. And I mean, I think you would see maybe a push for the Big Ten and SEC to form a super conference and. Everybody else that will be like, see you. We're gonna go do our own thing. <laughs> you know, uh, if that happened. But um, uh, it's just interesting because this is this is the time where this is one time, Mike, where someone that's like super duper in any other any any other season they'd be a lock. They're not gonna get in. <laughs>
2: uh, there, there's no question. Um, there's gonna be at least one of those that that fit that. Uh... Qualification, By the way, on, on chat row, for those watching on YouTube, Darth Vader, my background is not East Carolina. It's a Dana Dykehouse Stadium in Brookings, South Dakota, home of the number one seed, Jackrabbits, uh, who have advanced to the final four. They'll take on Nova. Uh, that stadium, by the way, seats 19,000. Opened in 2016 for a cool $65 million.
0: Yeah, There's a little something about the Jackrabbits in the JC5 today.
2: Okay, we'll get to that. We'll certainly yeah, get to that. something about um, the,
0: the Jackrabbits, yeah.
2: All right, let me let me make the um. Not this this might be an unpopular uh, thing, and I really don't care. But uh, but here's the thing. By the way, here's a strong number I heard earlier today. Georgia, the last three years, one and two versus Alabama, forty and O against the world. <laughs> That's that is a strong number, forty and O. Against everybody not named Alabama and Nick Saban the last three years. How about um, that, man? I've said this before uh, uh, God willing, you and I are going to live a, a long, healthy life. I don't think we'll ever see another uh, team win 29 consecutive in the SEC. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a buried in everything right now that they won't have a chance to tie Minnesota, the 1930s Minnesota Golden Gophers, three peak. Gophers. And they also won't get a chance to tack onto that record that uh, broke the Bears record, and again, I don't think we'll see that's, it again. In our
0: that's right Major side. League Baseball early exit from playoff level, painful too. And and when I sit there and put myself in Georgia fans' shoes, which many of them also are Braves fans, I, I feel their pain. Yeah. You know, I, I I really really do because that's that's tough, dude. You went. It's hard to win in this sport at all, much less yeah. twenty nine in a row. Uh, much it's phenomenal. Twenty nine in a row it, in the toughest league in America.
2: It really is. And you and you you look at some of the wins t- during that stretch. Um, no, nah, it's it's crazy good. And again, I don't I don't think we're going to see Georgia's not going anywhere. But you're not going to see twenty nine in a row from anybody uh, in the SEC. I don't think in our lifetime. Um, okay, so let me we've let seen, me.
0: We've lived that and the Bama dynasty, Mike. That's right. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll see a, something like Bama happen either. I, no, I don't know no, no. What now, Nick but...
2: Saban is. No, no, I, I don't think we're going to see that either, um, which is evidence of what I was talking about at the top. That I, I don't think the SEC is just going to run roughshod over college football with the 12 team playoff. I think the Big Ten going to have something to say about that. I think uh, eventually a team out west will emerge, uh, whether that's Southern Cal or not. Uh, who the heck knows? And. You know, Florida State is clearly on their way up. I, like I told you, Florida State was going to be le- a legit contender this year. I had them in the Cheez It Bowl against Oklahoma last year, and I was like, okay, it's a Cheez It Bowl. But I saw Jordan Travis up close. I saw I saw Jared Verse, who decided to come back for another year when he would have been a first round pick up close. Uh, they, they're legit, and they Mike Norvell. Remember now, there are a lot of people that wanted Dion, including Dion, to take that job. Um, this just in, you got the right coach, and he's done a hell of a job taking over the mess from Willie Taggart and putting Florida State back on a championship-level match. Now that I've said all that, Florida State fans, uh, let the hate begin because here are some of the things I'm going to bring up to to make the case of who that fourth team is going to be. Um, Florida State, as you mentioned, J.C., I, I don't care about s c c versus ACC. I don't care that Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt. None of that really matters. Nobody in the ACC beat Georgia or Alabama. Nobody from the SEC beat Florida State. And yes, FSU beat LSU. LSU can't defend anybody. That doesn't impress me. Yes, FSU beat Florida. Florida, it might be the worst defense in the SEC. And again, with a backup quarterback, in fairness, but they trailed Florida 12-0 and won it 15-12. When Travis was healthy, They trailed Duke at the half 2017, Riley Leonard goes down, they wind up winning 38-20, and you mentioned the Clemson game. There's nothing else to, like, hang your hat on. It it, it really, it's just a bunch of mediocre to disappointing teams in the ACC that Florida State beat. But here's the bigger point. Um, The language of who gets in the Final Four, it does not say best four resumes. It says best four teams. Let me repeat that. It does not say best four resumes. it says best four teams. Now, I realize that uh, there's a lot of subjectivity that goes into that, and we hate subjectivity. But when you have to go to this type of uh, of means to get a fourth team in, there's no way to avoid a level of subjectivity. You cannot ignore Jordan Travis being out. This is a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. And so you have to do, there's precedent here, albeit in another sport, but as I mentioned, it's Selection Sunday, and we now use a committee. These are all things that we've been doing in basketball for a half a century, if not more. And if you fall college basketball at all, you know that when a team has one of its top players out, they get dinged in the seating. It happens because the committee human beings realize that's a factor. JC, what's the most important position on the college football field, bar none? Is it uh, tight end? Is it strong safety? What is it?
0: Us, uh, offensive guard. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's quarterback. You know, it's that, quarterback. I, I know you know I, I, it. I, I would be dumb to even, even if I felt it was another position, I'd be dumb to get in that debate with you, man. You're, you're well, Mr. Quarterback. I mean, but yeah, because that's that's a captain obvious answer. It's
2: here. captain obvious, and and Jordan Travis is the equivalent of a college basketball team's leading scorer and leading assist man. Okay, it, I, you know, you can name a guy that that's helped uh, propel. A team to the national championship and was the face of a basketball team that's jordan travis and then some this is not we don't have a cardell jones 2014 ohio state situation brewing here you just don't you just don't so the i i, I mean i hear some people this morning like well it doesn't matter you 13 of those 13 those the hell it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to you it matters in terms of the language, which is the best four teams. And Florida State, without Jordan Travis, is not one of the best four teams. You saw them struggle that game last night against Louisville. My goodness. I mean, they're, they're just struggling to, to move the football. They got 16 points. So, again, if you're going on the language – and this goes This would be unprecedented. The committee just likes to make it easy. Well, let's just take the Power 5 teams that have zero next to the loss column. This is a special situation. And if you want to say that Alabama, the way they're playing with Jalen Milroe versus a Florida State team without Jordan Travis, that's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Now, do I think the committee will have the gumption to do it? I don't know. I looked at the names of that committee. I mean, I took a deep dive, J.C., on that committee. Oh, my goodness. Um,
3: <laughs> wow.
2: It's everything you would expect from an organization like this, right? Mm. So you've got, some, you've got one SEC guy in Mitch Barnhart, and, of course, Boo Corrigan, bless his heart, goes on TV and, and tries to talk about the committee every week. Uh, you know, the AD of NC State. Mitch Barnhart's the AD of Kentucky. And then I had to look up some of these guys. Kelly Whiteside? Kelly Whiteside's a reporter who I've never heard of. I'm sure she does great work somewhere. Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor was a former football player. Uh, Will Shields, a former football player. I know who he is. Uh, Let's see. What do we got on Gene Taylor? Mean Gene Taylor. He was the AD for Iowa. He's currently the AD of Kansas State, I must admit. So it's clear you you try to get an AD of all the Power 5 conferences. Rod West. Who is Rod West? Uh, there's, you can look this up, by the way, folks. CollegeFootballPlayoff.com. They've got beautiful uh, photographs Will, of all thirteen of these individuals.
0: Will Shields. Will Shields owns yeah. and operates a gymnasium and sports facility in Overland Park, Kansas.
2: Well, clearly he'd be qualified. Then I'm sure that, he's been breaking down tape all year long. That, Rod West the is the group used to be
0: there, right? Over, y- yeah. Over the park.
2: Rod West is the Group President, Utility Operations for Entergy Corporation. What the hell is that? He serves as the Hesburg Trustee at the University of Notre Dame. He's got a master's in Tulane. Okay, that's one of the people with a vote. So, I say all that, <laughs> Ward Manuel of Michigan, David Saylor? Who's David Saylor? I, I, I'm sure this... As a, a great family man. Miami, Ohio won. 80. Okay. So and and, got,
0: and shout out to the Redhawks for winning shout Mac. Shout out Mac.
2: to the Redhawks, yes. The Mac
0: one winning the Mac yesterday.
2: So yeah. Now Jim I, Grobe. Jim, Jim Grobe,
0: hey. That, yeah, you
2: got Jim my Grobe. respect. Chris Alt, Nevada fame, that the, the, yeah. the, the pistol uh originator. You got my respect. Uh, but there's some names on here that are clearly shit.
0: <laughs> they is put what Chet it, Glagchuk on the freaking committee. Yes. I mean, this is the dude that fired Ken Tuliamolo on the field, and, 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 and I mean he's—you
2: got to, If you folks want to laugh, just look at the 13 people that they selected. Ooh, so,
0: it, yeah, I should have looked at that. We would have had some more fun. Well, with this had I actually I looked at it before now, Mike. It, I, I didn't God. think to
2: look at it because I didn't. First off, really, they haven't been—they haven't had the pressure in 10 years to make this kind of decision. There really hasn't been a whole lot of decisions of major consequence. There's been a little bit like number four versus number five. Nothing to the level of this. Absolutely nothing. And these are the 13 people. Like it, It's it's typical of life in general. You you make hires because you think it's going to look good on the pamphlet or whatever the case may be. And you figure, well, as long as they don't have to make a major decision, nobody will notice. And then all of a sudden you got to make a major decision. And <laughs> it's like, what? These mm. are the best we could come up with? That's the best they came up with. Uh that being said, if they actually, if if the, the, the wiser voices in that room have the uh, everything that, even if they don't come up with the four that I agree with, everything I'm talking about should be said in that room. The language is the best four teams. You have to consider, just like they do in the college basketball committee room, when a team is without a major player, there is no bigger major player than a quarterback. And we're not talking about like a, a game manager. And Jordan Travis, we're talking about one of the best players at college football, and clearly they're not the same team. You've seen it with your own eyes. So if you want to take Florida State over Alabama just because, well, they got zero losses and Alabama's got one, be my guest, but you're not picking the best four teams. You're just not.
3: Mm,
0: agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I mean, but – I don't know man it's it's I I do think history tells us that we have never let go of this notion that an undefeated season trumps all correct in college football and then, and I'll I'll use that Notre Dame example That goes for back to BCS years. for that matter. They were they were they're shoeing. Really who have they beat? They beat an average Michigan team <laughs> at the beginning of the year only ranked when they had and they, but, but, but there was, no, there was never any, any doubt that they would no. get in. None, you know. So I, I just don't know. I think, uh, gosh, and, and, and you know the it's, thing of it is, Mike, one of the teams that is going to get left out are two of them. Two of them probably perfectly capable of winning the whole thing. Well,
2: that's perfectly the other capable. thing. Yeah. Does anybody believe Florida State's defense is magnificent? I've already praised Mike Norvell. I think Florida State is back. They're one of those volcano programs I talk about. That they're not going anywhere. This is not a blip. Their recruiting is going to remain strong. They got the right coach in place. I'm just telling you that this year, they're not capable of winning the playoff without Jordan Travis. And Alabama is more than capable of winning it with Jalen Milroe. Advantage tied. So I, I, I don't mean to boil it down to that simple. But for me it it kind of is, and I hate it for Florida State. I said on this show when Jordan Travis went down, I mean, I hated to see that. I don't want that to happen to anybody, but it did happen, and it is a reality, and they're clearly not the same. they've had multiple opportunities to show how they would look without them, and it ain't even close. And they played two beyond mediocre teams, with all due respect to Louisville. You watch them against a really good defense. They don't have much of a deal. They're not that good in Florida. Florida didn't defend anybody all year in the SEC. So that's all I can say on that. Um, We'll see as it happens live. It's going to happen hopefully in the next few minutes. We'll see. With that being said, why don't we get a break in. We'll get into the JC5, and then as the moment that the committee makes a decision. uh, We'll be on, and we'll react to it. It is JC and Morgan on a Selection Sunday, back after a quick timeout.
1: Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Hey folks, want to tell
0: you about our friends at Titan Construction Group really quick. They're a mid-Atlantic-based general contractor, specializes in retail, restaurant, and office construction. TCG strives to separate itself from other general contractors by adding value every step of the process from project budgeting to estimation value engineering to construction they focus on those relationships and not the transaction titan builds partnerships one project at a time among their clients are starbucks crumble cookie uh, blake pizza home goods 15 plus years experience based in malothian virginia and contracted in virginia west virginia north carolina and south carolina so get on their website titan com. That's com. Get in touch with Brad if you're in need of a general contractor that focuses on going above and beyond for their clients. That's Titan Construction Group, a proud sponsor of the JC and Morgan podcast.
3: South Carolinians, this message is for you as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. G-A dot com. Schedule a no-hassle, free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. All
2: right, back with you here on J.C. and Morgan. J.C. Sherbert, Mike Morgan with you. And again, as always, we are presented in part by Elite Roofing and Jeremy Johnson for all your roofing needs, whether you're in Georgia, whether you're in South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee. Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing will take good care of you, as they have with me a couple of times. We all need to get a new roof at some point or another, right? He's got more than 25 years of experience in both roofing, and I will add construction and home repairs. They do it all at Elite Roofing and Restoration. Schedule a no-hassle-free inspection today. You can go to uh, the website. Or you can email them, elite roofing and restoration at gmail.com. Set up an appointment for a free appraisal. You'll be glad that you did. Also, knows how to deal with those uh, insurance companies that somehow forget power of their coverage <laughs> at times when you actually need them. Uh, I have started been, I've been through the, that with my own. You've in-laws. been through that too? We, we went through that oh.
0: with the, the roof and the insurance and all, all that happiness. and it's, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, a, there's a lot of
2: fine print. But uh, oh. And that's where you re- you need somebody you know that knows how to deal with them when they try to bully you and not pay, and nobody bullies Jeremy Johnson. They're not, not bullying him. 678-781-1998, the phone number, 678-781-1998. Uh, all right, so the, the talking heads, I've got ESPN on now. The talking heads are on, and, and I don't know how long they're going to drag this out. They've they got to wait till the committee comes out of the room again we talked to you about the 13 individuals very few coaches on this committee um very few. just a random but, uh, collage of people
0: i talked to a lot of coaches though man and let's just say yes five of them one thing and they all have a different opinion on something you know they're just mm-hmm. as opinionated as we are but agreed i would rather it be in the hands of the of those the guys will cover that, the sport than the dude that owns a gym <laughs> in, uh, in Overland Park Kansas he's making gains you know he's, he's, he's the in dude the squat the, He's in the squat rack he's like he, <laughs> he, he's trying to throw you the super the shoe. He, he's throwing he's, he's, he's hitting you up to try to get the personal training every year <laughs> we work with our trainer or the or the night smoothie gold. bar brother it's some yeah, good gold. stuff. It's great stuff. Just got it in, uh, Are the gold package that includes the tanning. <laughs> got to get the gold package, yeah. Our you gotta get the massage the tanning chair, bag. our tanning bags, and massage chairs to go nineteen ninety nine instead of eleven. You, you, you know, sign it, up no.
2: now, twenty percent
0: off of Andro and Creatine. Right at your brother. Yeah. Come on, who's with Let's me? Go. The power. I need <laughs> to get my ass back in the gym. <laughs> I'm sitting there uh, trashing it, but I'm like, man, I. I miss those days, Mike. We you could know. do a whole
2: show on meathead etiquette at like an LA fitness of of the guys that don't re-rack the weights, that sweat all over the bench and don't wipe down. That sit, I, I sat there once waiting for a guy to get off uh, the incline bench, and he's sitting there with a, a friggin' uh, Bluetooth in his ear and having a work call as he's in the in between sets. And I'm just looking at him like, you think you might want to take that call somewhere else and, and give up the – no, 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 no. This, I, turned, he's gotta...
0: <laughs> I turned my phone completely off. I, I, I got my music going. And, that's the yeah, way it I, should and be. I, and I know the LA, exact LA fitness you're talking about, dude, and that's uh, – you got to hit it at the right time because if you don't oh, – I it's mean, meathead central. So some days I'd walk in and walk right back out.
3: Yeah. I'd walk
0: right back out if it was a certain <laughs> – but sometimes it's not crowded and it's really, really nice. But uh, – yeah. Whew, uh, they need hey. to advertise with us because that membership stuff. I, you know, it's You have to cancel your membership by writing them a letter. In Los Angeles, really? to Los Angeles, yeah, dude. i have tried to. I try to get out of that. There's none. The, the closest one to me is like 30 minutes away. So there's so it, it comes out like the first of the month. So I I've never notice it, and then I'm like, damn. There's another thirty four dollars they got from me. Uh, We
2: put them on. We need to put them on uh, on call here on the consumer report. We'll 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 make sure you get your money on that. I promise you.
0: Write a letter. Are you kidding me? Please let me out of this terrible
2: toxic relationship. (laughs) Dear, I don't want to be a part of your gym anymore.
0: And you actually have to (laughs) mail it to L A. You know (laughs) that's the address. That's fantastic. But, uh, All right, J
2: C five. Let let's get into it before they actually announce the uh the playoff four. It's the J C five. Right now again, nothing's happened yet. They're they're they got like six reporters at the six different programs waiting to see their fate. So this, this could drag for a while. Let's get into the JC five. It's time for the
0: top topics in the sport. We bring the JC five. Number one. All right, so reports out of New Orleans and Houston say Willie Fritz, the two-lane Green Wave head coach, is going to take over the Cougars. My take, Mike, it's a heck of a pickup. I think when we think of great Houston teams through the years, it's usually line it up, throw it all over the field. It's not necessarily what Fritz does. It kind of runs a uh, creative offense that's based on option ball, special prep on both sides. I think going into the Big 12, that's what – Houston needs to do they probably need to be a little different than everybody else uh, to win in that league and uh, and Willie that's all he's done is win uh, everywhere so I I think that's a heck of a hire that maybe there's not trumpets and you know Nick Saban kissing going on when he's hired but I think that's a heck of a hire for Houston
2: totally agree I think this somebody should have hired Willie Fritz a while ago um, other than that he's in his 60s somehow that Makes you be qualified less. I I don't know. Um, that that's been the only thing that I can think of that has held him back, because clearly he's done one of the best coaching jobs. This is not a a one year blip on the radar. This is several years now at Tulane, which is not an easy job to to win at. Um, good chance they'll be in they'll be in the New Year Six, right? Or is it Liberty? Who are we who are we leaning towards? They there? lost
0: Tulane lost yesterday to oh that's uh, right they to did SMU. lose SMU. Ah yeah. Uh, so a, it'll be Liberty SMU. They're a little distracted. Uh, Liberty SMU, maybe Miami Ohio.
2: I gotta think that's, it's undefeated Liberty.
0: After the uh, well, yeah, you think that, but you know what Liberty's strength of schedule is? One thirty three out of one thirty three.
2: Yeah, they play in Conference USA, yeah, which might be the so, worst league. With the with how,
0: however, you know, I mean, I, I think I think I, you know, you won't go by the eyeball test and all that. I think they're the best team, but uh, yeah. Because I watched them rough up my Aggies uh, of New Mexico State, but uh, that's that's the second most dramatic <laughs> pick today. After the top four, is that that's nobody true. really knows who the hell the the group of five guys going to be? So.
2: Uh, that's true. Yeah, uh, but no. To go back, I, I think Willie Fritz uh, certainly deserves a job like that. We talked about Houston and that job last week. It's it's a weird deal because it doesn't have some of the let's just say ambiance of the Texas schools in terms of support and crowds and everything else. It's a commuter school, just a different vibe when you go out there and and take in a game. But they're in the Big 12 now. They should be able to get better athletes. And for whatever reason, the Holgerson situation, minus one breakout year, it just never popped. It it just it just never did so I I'm all in favor of Willie Fritz getting another opportunity.
0: Absolutely, and the sixty year old thing, man. People got to realize this. It, it's every it's nice and it's nice to dream. If you hire a guy in his forties, that oh he'll be here twenty years.
2: Right, but never that, happens. That we, we all know that rarely happens, right? Yeah. So. And how many all people right, thought Nick Saban would still be doing what he's doing in his early to mid seventies? You know, if 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 you love what you do and you stay in good health, and you're effective, then you, I mean, he could do that job for a minimum of a decade. So I also
0: think he's kind of an alien because, like, uh, I watched the South Florida game this year, and he looked like he'd aged 10 years. Now he looks like he's gotten younger.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: the, Number the two.
0: Okay, so I've always had this theory, Mike, and, the, and my UNLV Rebels uh, had a bad loss yesterday in the, in the Mountain West title game at home. But I've had this theory, so I'm going to run it by you. So, and they lost to Boise State pretty bad. A 7-5 of Boise State team that fired its coach this year. Right. Right. A school that is a have will sometimes even in a bad year beat an upstart no matter what. And I'm thinking of some of those years that, that, that kind of mediocre Florida teams would beat LSU and, and before LSU really got it rolling Um Like, uh, I guess it was 07 when they won it. Florida actually went over there and beat them. Um, I'm thinking of Southern Cal under Lane Kiffin, 8-5 and team, going and knocking Oregon from the ranks of the unbeaten. Uh, And then that was an example yesterday. Boise's a program that's been there, done that. UNLV is a have-not, having a great year, an upstart, and they got smacked down. What say you?
2: I think there's something to that. I mean, you know, those kids go in that locker room, that weight room every every day, and they see all the, the big upset wins that Boise State had over the years, whether it was Oklahoma, whether it was Georgia. Um, I mean, really just a phenomenal run that Boise State had. I don't think they're ever getting back to that point. But in terms of a matchup like this, even if they were the worst team all year long of the two, uh the the it's woven into the culture and and you 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 feel some of that. It, it's like a it's like a, just a little extra sense of, yeah, we do belong. Yeah, we should be winning this game. Why? Because of the history. So I, I think there's no question that can that can have an advantage whether you're a Boise State or if you're a blue blood having a bad year, but all of a sudden you beat uh other teams because again You just, it's woven into the culture. History does matter. Doesn't always prevail, but uh, I think it could certainly help you in a matchup like that. Number three. Number
0: three. three. Okay, Uh, another thing I love is sweet goodbyes. It doesn't happen in this sport too often. I mean, that's the reason I was pulling for Brett Favre. I've never been a Vikings fan at all, but when he was playing for him, I was really pulling for him, and they... Lost to the Saints, it cost him a shot at the Super Bowl. I pulled for the Wizards under Michael Jordan when he was the when Michael Jordan was there. I, I just I love to see the great ones go out on top, and I love to see sweet goodbyes. Okay, so in college football this year, we had three sweet goodbyes, uh, and it's crazy because I, Mike, I don't, we're never going to be able to say this again. And we talk about our lifetimes and stuff. Pro- oh, let me back up. We're probably never going to be able to say this again. Where three conference champions are leaving their league on top: yeah. Texas, SMU, and Washington. All will be in new leagues next year. They won the American, the Big Twelve, and that's that's Texas. I think's only only one. They, the whole time they're in that league, they only won four. This is their fourth, I think. Uh, so Texas, SMU, and the UW Huskies leaving and taking the trophy with them.
2: Uh, yeah, by the way, that, that pack game, 9 million was, uh, the highest rated PAC, PAC 12 championship game. I mean, talk about just a, a kick in the crotch on the way out. You have the best year you've had, best quarterbacks, best teams, best competition, highest rated championship game. And now the whole thing is about to implode. It really already has imploded. It's just officially going to implode, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Pick a day. Have uh, they started packing boxes? Has Kliovkov uh, packed up his boxes yet? What the hell does that guy do?
0: <laughs> what, Where is what Larry him? Scott? Where's As Larry? A, what's he doing right now? Like Larry
2: Scott and Klyovkov should be like sentenced to college football purgatory. They should have to like do community service for every Pac fan for the next ten years since they uh, combined to help destroy that league uh, and, and make it a relic the way of the Dodo and the dinosaur and the T-Rex and everything else.
0: Larry Um, Scott is a partner in a gymnasium uh, in Overland Park, Kansas.
2: (laughs) He'll give you 35% off the tanning package if you sign up today, 10% off smoothies, uh, and, um, free access to the, uh, massage chair. Global gym, Nobody makes
0: me bleed my own blood. (laughs) Spin till you bleed.
2: Uh, we could do a whole thing on gyms, can't we? Yeah, no. I, I, it's 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 bittersweet to see all this. You know, the Big Twelve is going to be fine. It's going to be. It, it, I think they, unlike the other commissioners in the pack, uh, they have made all the right moves. Considering they couldn't they couldn't stop Texas and Oklahoma wanting to go to the SEC and going to the SEC. They already bent over backwards to do that before. It doesn't work. You know, it's just like a relationship. Uh, when when she wants out, you got to let her out. You can't just yeah. sit, "But I'll give you flowers every week." No, just let her go, yeah. let her go. Uh, and, and so that's that's the difference there. I, I think that uh, the Big Twelve will be in good shape, but um, uh, it's it, it the, the the pack story to me. We're gonna we're gonna look back at that year from now and just go, "How the hell did they let that happen? How in the hell did they let that happen?" But they did. They did, and then the Vultures came in and gobbled up every team out there with the exception of Washington State and Oregon State, who obviously are going to – I mean, that's going to be a de facto merger with the with the Mountain West, and that's going to be your new pack, if you want to call it that. But, uh, yeah, bittersweet for sure. Speaking Number this,
0: four. Okay, so question. All right, so there's two parts to this. It, it involves FCS football. Because I'm looking at the playoffs, and you know, I, I'm pulling for Furman. I'll just be honest; I'm a homer. And if not, uh, the Jackrabbits are my second favorite team because I too have Jackrabbits gear because they're basketball team. Uh, the wife and I do so. Or the you got Jackrabbits gear? Yes, I bought it off Amazon last year before the NCAA tournament.
2: Oh shoot!
0: It's awesome well, too. I mean, that's that's very they, awesome. Yeah. So so. <laughs> I'm sitting there scratching my head cuz I'm like the epicenter of power in FCS football is like in the high plains and and, and eastern rockies like Montana-ish, Idaho-ish over to the Dakotas. That's How right. How the hell does that happen? You've <laughs> you got know South Dakota
2: State, South Dakota and North Dakota are three of the final four along with Villanova to your point.
0: And then North Dakota State's like the Ohio- it's like the the Michigan of the I mean, or they were like the Alabama of FCS for a long time. right? So how, how do you get good at football in the Dakotas? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So that's that's the first part of it is uh, the epicenter's there. Why is the epicenter there? Because every good FCS team in the South jumps to the freaking Sun Belt. That's right. As fast as they can that's right. or, or whatever. And so there's no, there's no real teams in the South anymore. Um, but, you know, my question is, as we talk about rebuilding the pack, uh, because – you know, you, you do, it does seem like there's a lot of schools interested in making the jump to FCS. Would would the Dakotas be a place to – would Montana be a place to expand uh, if you're looking to create a great Western conference? Montana, we used to be in the uh, Pac-12 in the 40s, and, and not anymore, obviously. But uh, those states are growing population-wise. So uh, yeah. would that be something that you could see happening down the road since every other – You know, great program at FCS seems to have those ambitions to jump.
2: That's interesting. Um, And and as you can see in the background, I've got the South Dakota State uh, Stadium. And, again, it only seats 19,000. That might be one thing holding those teams off as facilities. As we're talking, J.C., they are announcing the playoff. Okay, number one seed is Michigan. No surprise, right? 13-0, been there done that they did what they had they didn't have the toughest schedule and the big 10 is awfully top heavy but they deserve it they they won what they needed to win they survived six games with their head coach suspended and jim harbaugh is a a happy man we've been very uh pro harbaugh on this show and a lot of people quite frankly wanted him fired uh so michigan is number one i'm guessing washington is going to be two I mean, these yes. are pretty much the no brainers, right?
0: Washington. Is and there two. it is.
2: Washington's two at 13 and oh, so everything that we already knew going in has happened now. Now we can't wait for three and four. Oh, my goodness. Four is just going to be. I mean, you just you can't even underestimate how many people are going to be pissed off after four is announced, no matter where it goes, no matter which yeah. way it goes.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting with bated breath.
2: With bated breath.
0: Well, hey, it, hey, well, good. I'm glad Michigan's won and Washington's too because the Rose Bowl doesn't get their precious little Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. Screw oh, those that's guys.
2: That's right. That's yeah, right. I'm anti-Rose
0: Bowl because they've screwed college football, and they 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 almost held the Rose Bowl alone almost held up playoff expansion. My God, they on. did. They yeah, did. so good. So they don't get their little precious Big Ten Big Ten Pac-12. So Texas okay, is Okay, Texas
2: three. Again, that that's I'm I'm all into that. I've told you at the top. I don't think you could put Alabama in over Texas. I am I am totally in favor of Texas being there. They they give them credit for scheduling Alabama in a home and home. They won the game on a home and home, lost to Oklahoma, but then wound up winning the Big Twelve regardless, completely uh, thumped the mullet in Oklahoma State yesterday. That game was not even remotely competitive. So now is the moment we're all Drum waiting
0: for—the moment of truth.
2: <laughs> the most highly anticipated in ten years of the playoff, and we haven't had this one? much drama. This, this will is not
0: it. be a sweet goodbye yes. for one team.
2: <laughs> oh, Reese Davis about to utter the uh, utter the fourth team. Oh, they're going to milk it some more. Okay, resume comparison, Alabama-Georgia-Florida State. Again, I love you, Georgia, but you're not getting in. You you just – it's not happening. This is an Alabama-Florida State comp. I don't think there's any question about that. I'd love to know if there's any of the 13 distinguished members of this committee that wind up voting for Georgia in the top four. I don't think it's going to happen. I I simply don't. So we'll see how much they – they drag this out. Will it be Alabama, or will, for the first time in ten years, the SEC be completely shut out of the college football playoff? Or will you leave an undefeated Power Five team out of the playoff for the first time? Will you drop the number one team outside the top four in Georgia? I say yes. Will you select a team ranked outside the top six in Alabama to get in? We shall see.
0: Are the people from the Rose Bowl calling? Whoa!
2: Oh! Oh my God! Sorry. They, put,
0: they flashed
1: Georgia up. That was
2: for six. If they. Oh, I was
0: about to fall out of my chair. I was about to fall out of my chair. Whoa, dude. Oh, so they're sixth. They're sixth. Oh, so they're, they're, they're really really six and five. It. Oh, man. God bless. I mean, why, why do that? I bet a bunch of dogs like yeah. I bet they let out the first bark and then, oh, oh, there's oh, six. Oh, oh.
2: They won 29 in a row. They lost one game to Alabama that came they're down in the fourth the sixth quarter. They're best team there. Of course not. God. Of course not. Alabama four. four. <laughs> Bama's in. So Florida State ah, by process of elimination will be five. I am sick so I s- knew it. I knew it. I, have I knew a, it. I knew one it, knew one it. of my
0: good friends coaches at Florida State, and I am sick for him right now. But do I agree with the decision? Probably.
2: Wow. Okay. Six- so, the uh, the RG3s and Booker McFarland's of the world and the Ocho guy, who's the guy that said that Caleb Williams should consider quitting playing when they lost a couple <sighs> games, they all wanted Florida State in.
0: Uh, it's going hell of an Orange Bowl, Florida State and Georgia. That's, yeah. Uh, that kicks off 10 minutes before my wedding. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs>
2: there you go. Right. So, there you have it. Okay. Um Obviously, not neither one of us with any inside information, but this is this when, is definitely uh, how I thought it should go.
0: When I saw the Vegas odds, because what they did, they didn't say odds to get in the playoffs, it said odds to win a national championship. And Bama was like plus 200, well, Michigan, and then it dropped. Georgia was like, Florida State was plus 5,000. Georgia was plus 5,000. Maybe trying to get some people to sucker bet on that. So that that's what kind of tipped me off on it, um, that, that Bama was getting in. Cause those well, boys because those Vegas,
3: Vegas, you know.
2: Yeah, and you know what else Vegas has is what the odds would be, Alabama versus, say, Florida State in a actual matchup, and Alabama would be a double-digit favorite. For that matter, so would Georgia. So Vegas has no emotion, has no allegiance, has no bias. That's why when you look at things on, on – where do you want to get a truly, completely uninfluenced opinion? You go to Vegas. Now, it doesn't always mean because somebody is an odds-on favorite to win that that's the better team. But, yeah, when you mentioned that to me in our uh, our meeting before the show, if you will, that's when I started to feel even more confident that Alabama was going to get the four seed. Uh, because Vegas, I don't know how <laughs> – I don't know if I want to know, Al, but they always seem to know. They always seem to, whether it's elections or whether it's sports, they always seem to know before anybody what's going to happen. So uh, let's talk about the aftermath of this, JC. Obviously, uh, Florida State fans are going to be irate, and I get it. I truly feel for you because this is unprecedented, and there's no question if Travis was healthy. And see, that gave the committee an out. Because even if Vegas was saying Bama's the better team than a healthy Florida State, by not having your starting quarterback, that gave an out. And I would also add this. This is the, this is the factor that um, you can never prove. You can never quantify. But I'm telling you, the most powerful and influential person in college football is Greg Sankey. Mm-hmm. If you watch Greg Sankey on game day, he made a Sesame Street analogy. Do you see this? He basically said, which one of these does not belong? Which one of these is different than the others? And his point was, we can sit here and chop up all these numbers and stats and trends and compare this to that. The fact of the matter is, what you had with Alabama and Georgia, and this goes back to my uh, my tweet this morning in deference to what, what Nicole Auerbach, whatever her point uh, was trying to illustrate, is that it, it is – This is different. Uh, I I mean, Alabama-Georgia versus the other Power 5 arguments out there, it it simply is different. Maybe if Florida State annihilated Louisville, maybe that would have made a little bit more of a difference, but they didn't. (laughs) They scored 16 points with a third-string quarterback. Uh, And Greg Sankey was just kind of putting everybody on notice. Before you get too hung up on no Power 5 undefeated team has ever missed the playoff before, just remember this is a different scenario that requires 13 brains in the room to understand the nuance of that. And I thought he delivered a message very stern and clearly on Saturday before the game, during the game, and after the game. And, look, those 13 people, I don't know if they ever have any conversations with Greg Sankey, but I do think he moves the needle, and I think it certainly helps.
0: Absolutely. He's a great advocate for the league, and, and he's right. I mean, and look, okay, so you think Florida State won't side of the ACC now? No. <laughs> I mean.
1: Well, but see, that's
2: yes, I do, for a number of reasons, financially included. Okay, we're talking tens of millions of dollars more. But does anybody honestly believe that Florida State team was going to go undefeated if it had to go through? Uh, see, I hate to even put it this way. I I don't know if they were good enough to go thirteen and zero in the SEC. My guess is no. Agree. Uh, so you know. so when you ha- when you have a twelve team playoff, um, none of all this is a moot point because all these teams we're talking about are getting in. What about number thirteen? Well, nobody's going to care about number thirteen. Seriously, no one's going to get all bent out of shape about number thirteen. Number thirteen is going to be like a ten and two, nine and three team. We're not going to sit there and waste valuable minutes. Uh, crying foul over that, just like the, you know, the thirty-fifth at-large college basketball team that fails to make the big dance. You, you spend five minutes on it, then you move on. Same thing when the college football playoff expands to twelve. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to continue to hear rumors about Florida State and Clemson getting out of the ACC, and this will only uh, strengthen that desire to do so uh, with you on that. All right, we'll take a final timeout. We'll come back, wrap things up after this Selection Sunday installment I'm mm. J.C. and Morgan.
1: Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the
3: South. South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. GA.com. Schedule a no hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage or just wear and tear don't settle for second best let jeremy johnson and elite roofing and restoration take care of it all for you today
2: hey this is mike morgan and like many of you i love staying active it makes me feel better it helps me enjoy a better life but whether you're a world-class athlete or someone just keeping the dream alive like me you'll want to make sure you have someone who can handle the injuries that are going to arise that's where the world-renowned dr michael hatrack of synergy sports wellness and synergy release sports come into play he He's been my guy for nearly a decade, and he has served thousands of people, including over 400 NFL players, over a career that spans 47 years. Yeah, he's that good. And his staff's personalized biomechanical treatments and therapies can handle it all back pain knee pain shoulder pain we all know the injuries but few know the solutions the way dr hatrack and his terrifically trained staff do i've seen others no one delivers the results the way they do that's why people from all over the country come to synergy's two georgia locations buckhead and alpharetta dr hatrack has trained a team of chiropractors in his proprietary technique that has been proven to yield life-changing outcomes from professional athletes to the Joe Schmoes of the world like, well, me. Check out the website to set up an appointment today, SynergyReleaseSports.com. That's Synergy with an S, ReleaseSports.com. You can also find a link for them on our website, JCAndMorgan.com. Let the incredible staff at Synergy take care of you so you can reach your wellness goals. Oh, man. You know, I spent those couple of minutes just hearing some of the, uh, <laughs> let's just say, less than thrilled uh, talking heads about uh, the the selection. You shouldn't be surprised. If you're being honest with yourself, you
0: shouldn't Danny be Cannell surprised. Doing? Did you text Danny Canell?
1: I will. Y- we I will. You text him right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, are... He
0: comes on the show sometimes, and he's actually he a does. good guy. Uh, but I know he's not happy. No, he's, he's not He's got and, to be crushed.
2: And I've known Danny for a long time, and we we worked together when he used to be at ESPN. Danny's a good guy, but he really he, good, yeah. He, he I mean, like I, I honestly I think part of it's a little bit of an act. The rest of it is he's just he's got he's like he's like much of America, and I don't blame it Much of America, you've got SEC fatigue. It's like enough is enough, and this was the one chance you could say, "Aha, you don't have the best of the best. You don't even have a team in the fourteen playoff," and that of course didn't come down. So you have you have. SEC fatigue, and you have Alabama fatigue, and you have Nick Saban fatigue. I get all of that. I get all of that. But if you don't think Alabama right now is one of the top four teams with a really, really good resume, then you're lying to yourself, honestly. I, I mean, I think uh, you're, you're you're kind of kidding yourself on
0: that. The line has dropped for Georgia, Florida State, and the Orange Bowl. Uh, Dogs are an t- early 12-point favorite over the Noles.
2: So. That's that's about right. That's, I mean, that's, again, without Jordan Travis uh, – <laughs> that's about right there's no doubt about it so yeah there it's not just danny canal there's gonna there's a lot of just college football people and i can't help but notice i mean none of them have any ties to the southeast to the sec to anything and, and so they're they've got more fatigue than anything but these are people that are objective to a point but i think they secretly wanted uh, an fsu over alabama because they like enough is enough already. And so you had a number of them saying, don't get your hopes up, SEC fans. You ain't making it. There's just – it's not happening. And Guess they all what? now will pound the keyboard in frustration, but it is what it is.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to sound schizophrenic here a little bit like I'm – because I know I trashed the Rose Bowl earlier. I trash the people that run it and their uh, outsized influence on our sport. I do, however, love the Rose Bowl game. Uh, when the sun's setting on New Year's Day in the hills, and I don't know if the kickoff times have been announced yet or not, but I can't imagine a better, but more beautiful setting in college football than Bama and Michigan in in Pasadena on, on New Year's. I just that's a
2: bucket lister for me to actually go there and beast. catch a game. Yes. Uh, <sighs> all the Georgia fans got to do that a few years ago in a in a playoff run. Um. <laughs> If but you're I've Michigan, never are you a little
0: there. pissed? You got Alabama.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Ask Michigan again if we're if we got the truth serum, right? What do they call that? What's that drug you put into somebody to get the? Uh, there, called truth a, serum. Right? It's well, is it it's a sodium
0: pentanol or something? So yeah, no, that's what they kill are, people with. That's what they kill people with. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the death row. Uh, sorry, Mister Morgan. We are to
2: have to fire you. You were supposed <laughs> to give them the other Maybe drug. You just killed the man.
0: I'm an idiot. So uh, well, apparently I am <laughs> too. Because to, I'm I'm killing
2: people in mind. hopes of getting the truth. So clearly I'm a, I'm out of my league and jurisdiction. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I did catch Greg McElroy, who also thought it was going to be Florida State. To his credit, I mean he's an Alabama quarterback and and just trying to be objective about it. Uh, now they're talking to Boo Corrigan. This will be like this will be just word salad. There'll be nothing of consequence to come yeah. out of his mouth, and he'll sure. just try to. He hasn't he hasn't made a cogent point yet. He'd make a terrific politician because apparently that's the requirement these days. Uh, if you look at the the what, what McElroy was talking about the the past champions, there's no question that does play a role. Like it's you you saw it with your own eyes. Georgia winning the last two, Alabama winning in 2020, Clemson winning in 2018, Bama winning in 2017. You had three outliers of the 10 national champions. You had Clemson win it twice, and for my money, during that time, they fit the part of an SEC team, and you had Ohio State in 2014. But to continually watch SEC teams, going back to the BCS era, win it. You know, Bama won it in 2012, 2011. Auburn won it in 2010 with Cam. Alabama in twenty. 20- 2009, then Florida in 08, then LSU in 07, then Florida in 06. You get the idea. Like You can't just ignore what the history of the league has been and how much that is in the brain of everybody who follows the sport. And to actually have a four-team playoff without any SEC representation and without the preeminent program in college football the last 20 years who just beat Georgia with a record SEC record 29 in a row – you were going to kick them aside for a, a, a team with a backup quarterback. That was going to be really hard to do. So the committee um, makes its decision. Boo will wax poetic, and that will put a, uh, a bow on the 2023 installment, the last time we have to deal with a four-team playoff. Thank goodness. It'll be 12 next year, and it'll be so much, so much better and so much more exciting. Uh, I don't know anybody. Well, that's not true. I know a few people still clinging. Too. I wish we had it where it was two. I wish we could keep it where it was four. Uh, God bless you guys, but the rest of us are so happy to get
0: to twelve. I would. Get, I would get rather to if, if they weren't going to expand it, I would have rather gone to what's called a plus one. Yeah, where you play all the bowls, and, and then you the top two teams, <laughs> right? You vote. Everybody votes again, you know, and you, right, play, the, right. you play it off that way. Uh, I, four. And I'm kind of a perfectionist, and and and, and I'm also inclusive and in like representation and stuff of all the power conferences, and because uh, all the conferences aren't created equally, blah blah blah. But this is the only year it's really been like, ah, eh, I, I hated to see those guys get left out. I could make a case for teams not being included, like Notre Dame a few years ago, but I have no idea who I would have put in over the Irish that year. And uh, back to you know, I guess back the first one, Baylor and TCU, that was. That was a brand thing, I think. But hey, Ohio State won the national title. So, uh, and it's interesting because Ohio State's title in 2014, Mike, that is the only team outside of the the the, the below the Mason Dixon line, right, mm-hmm. that has won it since 04. You mean above Southern Cal did, but from but above from, the Dixon, from, from, no, from above the I'm sorry, from above the Mason Dixon line. Florida State won it in 2013. Texas in 05. We had Ohio State in 14, no other northern schools have even scratched. So, um, Ohio State's played for it, but they haven't won it. So, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if that changes this year with Michigan, if that changes in the playoff era where you're going to have first-round games on campus sites. And so, if you're, you know, an old Miss and you got to go to Penn State for a first-round game, it's going to be cold, <laughs> yeah. you know. The SEC bowls are all kind of in nice, warm, at least warmish weather locations. I mean, it, mm-hmm. so that's that's part of the argument some of the northern folks make is, "Oh, let them come up here in the cold." Well, we'll see, we'll see. And what I happens. do
2: love
1: because
2: uh, I I was always for my natural born life um, when I was old enough to know what a playoff was and and the mythical nas- national championship. Of college football, what what that was. I always wanted eight. And some when I remember when the rumors started talk started coming out about twelve, I was like, twelve? I don't why do we need twelve? Eight's enough. You don't want to diminish the regular season. But what twelve does is those conference championship games, people say, Well, what is there to play for? Like Bama and Georgia were already in the playoff. Yeah, but only one of them gets the bye. The winner gets the bye. You know how big a buy is in football? <laughs> I mean, that is a huge advantage. Huge. So, I I think they nailed it.
0: Well, and it's fair, too. We talk about Notre Dame, and they're not in a conference, so they don't have to play that conference championship game. They play 12 games, not 13. Well, they're always going to have to play in the first round. That's right. Because it's only conference champions that get the bye. So, um, yeah, and I think Notre Dame people are fine with that because a lot of years, it's going to give them another home game in South Bend. I guess probably a team from the SEC, you know, right? Uh, so there's your, there's your conference championship game, Notre Dame. You got to, You got to win, just like everybody else. So uh, I think it's um, I think it's uh, it's something else. Hi, Janet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jean, go ahead and send Janet uh, an eight by <laughs> eleven with some of your. Uh... Paco Rabanne cologne sprayed on it, J.C. I think that Janet's that. So she's, thinking, uh, she's saying, hi, handsome. Can you please send me a friend request? So clearly one of your groupies. You right
0: yeah, we're going to hook you right up with that. Man. But, um, yeah, so. <laughs> Make uh, it tasteful. Yeah, None uh, of that swimsuit stuff now. Twelve's going to be good. If, if Timmy B is right and they go to 16, even better. Uh, then everybody's playing for home field advantage in the first round. Uh, and, yeah, so the games, people, people are just going to ruin the regular season. It's gonna ruin the the the. It's not gonna ruin it. It's gonna make it to where more games actually matter. And Absolutely. One, one game. It's gonna give teams mulligans too. It's gonna. To, one game's not gonna screw you up.
2: Well, and I look at like this year, Missouri and Ole Miss would have been in the playoff. Yeah. Missouri and Ole Miss are never getting in a fourteen playoff. So their their ten win seasons don't feel like they're in vain. They actually feel like th- that high water mark leads to opportunity, as opposed to leads to a random bowl game. I, I, I again, if you if you have reservations about the twelve team playoff now, I don't think you will once it, it gets cranked up. Uh, and if you're still yearning for the BCS, I you know there's therapy. I can't I can't help you. Don't take sodium pentanol uh, like I am. No. So I might not be I might not be with you next week, JC. Don't listen like, to I,
0: pharmacist Mike. <laughs> He I might have to Mike cancel that the, Amazon order. If he rolls up, if you roll up, to Walgreens. You see Mike's smiling face with a lab coat <laughs> on. He's just, he's just, he's doing a commercial or something. Guys, don't ask him any advice. You know,
2: they don't call me kavorki and Morgan for nothing. Um
0: Kevorkian, Morgan,
2: <laughs> <laughs> as we wrap things up here on a Sunday, uh, as I've mentioned several times, the the, the beauty of uh, your background, JC, is that. You keep up with all uh, of the things. I know you're not a national recruiting analyst anymore, but you certainly know it, and you know all the things that go into the uh, the modern day of acclimation, of accumulation, I should say, of players, uh, whether it's NIL or, the, or now the Portal. And tomorrow, the Portal is open for business, Jeez. or as I like to call it, NFL free agency, except the players don't have to honor contracts like they do at the professional ranks. So what does that look like for all the people out there listening for their favorite teams and what they can expect? And they're going to see all this news about this guy's leaving and this guy's coming. Um, what, what do you make of the portal? What can fans expect?
0: Well, there's a lot of overreaction and a lot of fan bases about it. You know, it's ruining the sport. It's not, I'm not going to care anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And that's all well and good. Um, I get it. It, it. It's part of, but, but, but you have to understand that people have to understand that emotion, that emotion. And, and those over the top reactions are, are really what makes college football great because people are very, very emotional about the sport, probably more, more so than, than other sports. That's not to say pro sports don't get emotionally heated and stuff at times, but, uh, and they certainly do like here in Chicago and and Philadelphia, places like that. But uh, it's kind of every town USA with college, and, and I get it. But if you're a fan of a school and you care about them winning, you know, you kind of sometimes have to look at the bright side and see it as an opportunity. Um, players are leaving every school. Players are going to leave Georgia and Alabama. Players are going to leave Florida State. Florida State's going to get players. I mean, Ohio State will lose some guys. Uh, it's just a fact of life, and it's probably going to be a player that a group of fans or even all the fans really like and, and thought we're, we're going to have great days for their teams. But you have to also look at it and say, well, this is a chance too for to, to get help on your roster and transform your roster and, and clean up some things. If you had a bad year uh, through the acquisition process. So that's uh, it it's, it, it's something that I think the reaction to it, Mike, is because it's new and we're all kind of getting used to it. And it's very, very jarring, when you see a player that was one of your better players walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily, uh, not necessarily if they leave, it's how you replace them. And what are you going to do next year? And in, in, in college football, we we we've got to start getting used to the transition. Uh, our basketball friends have been living this life since before the portal opened,
3: <laughs> since before oh, yeah. there was a
0: portal. Uh, and, and that, that sport very much is year to year at this point. I don't think football will ever be uh, like a like 100% year-to-year, 80-year. Year. You're not going to flip 80% of your roster every season. Uh, but you're going to have 10 to 15% attrition and 10 to 15% addition. Uh, and that's just kind of how it's going to be.
2: And nobody's immune to it. If you watch the, the game last night at Atlanta, uh, you couldn't help notice making some really big plays was a former Georgia wide receiver, Jermaine Burton. Yeah. Uh, and then on his way out, he basically flipped off – I don't know why you're a California kid. Georgia was nothing but good to you, but he decided to kind of, uh, show his rear end and just was was like going out out of his way to stick it to, uh, bulldog nation. But my point, my original point was, is that if, if programs like Georgia and Alabama can lose key players, anybody can lose a key player.
0: Yeah. Jermaine Burton was, I thought that was kind of that and Ray Davis's decision. I thought were two kind of, uh, uh, Just because I, I would think some guys would have more respect for the team that they just left than to just go straight up the road, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially. And those are two; those two are both California kids. Ray Davis from California, he goes right up the road to Kentucky after giving Vandy hope, which now there's no hope there. But uh, it, 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 you know, so I and I don't know. But more, more egregious was Jermaine Burton winning the freaking national championship. And it's just like he said, well, I'm going to drive home and think about it. And he just pulled off his Tuscaloosa and was like, hey, I'm here. Hey, guys, what's up? We just beat you guys. Uh, and he's a good player, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But, man, yeah. oh, man, I just uh, – I, I don't – be- those, those are for the types Texas? of things I'm not a fan of. So, huh, the receiver for – I was
2: going to say the best receiver for Texas is a former Georgia kid right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Smith or whatever. Is it Smith? Is it uh, no, him? Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, Ad Mitchell, 80 Mitchell. Yeah. 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 And they got a lot of former Alabama receivers on their Right. 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 So, I mean,
2: receivers. it's, it's, it's the wild, wild West. Like every, if, if you think you're the only team that, that lost a, a guy, like you're not, it, it's just going to happen. I, I am, it's startling to think where we are in terms of quarterback free agency. And again, I'll use that term the, the amount the, – it used to be like if you were a backup and you were – we went through th- two cycles. It used to be like, speaking of Florida State, you didn't start no matter how good you were until you were a redshirt junior. That's when Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy winner, first got to play. You just sat on the bench for three years. And that was pretty common at the elite programs. Well, then that changed to, well, if I don't play as a freshman, guess what? I'm out the door, and I'll sit out a year, and then I'll go somewhere else. Well, now – Guys that played that started every game that were that were good players that got along with the coaching staff, nah, I can make an extra hundred and fifty grand here, so i'm gonna put my name in the portal and leave that's true free agency there's nothing to do with anything else. it's all about the Benjamins
0: and at that position you're gonna see it every single year. you wait yeah <laughs> that's that that's that's the one spot that's gonna be really. Uh, programs are going to be more de- dependent on the portal for that position than just about any other. Michael Alford, the AD for Florida State, uh, releases a statement. <laughs> the consequences of giving in to a narrative of the moment are destructive, far-reaching, and permanent, not just for Florida State, but college football as a whole. The argument of whether a team is the most deserving or best is false equivalence. It renders the season up until yesterday irrelevant and significantly damages the legitimacy of the playoff. The 2023 Seminoles are the epitome of a total team. To eliminate them for a chance to compete is an unwarranted justice and shows complete disregard and disrespect for their performance and accomplishments. It's unforgivable.
2: How much you want to bet that was written last night? There's no way he just came up with that off the top of his head. I mean, it's very well... Very eloquent, very flowery language. That's something. He was prepared for that. And, and look, I expect that, I, I, and I get it. Um, Booker McFarlane uh, calls picking Alabama over Florida State a travesty to the sport, quote-unquote. No, wow. it's not a travesty to the sport. They took the team. Again, the language is the best four teams, and right now Alabama is one of the best four teams. Uh, agree to Disagree. It's no, tra- if if Florida State got in, I certainly wouldn't call it a travesty to the sport. That's a that's a little bit hyperbole. Uh, no, to say the
0: me least. neither. Yeah. Alabama probably. I mean, I, Alabama, Alabama you, probably. Nick Saban
2: didn't even politic. You know? Did you catch the post game interview? I mean, Nick didn't. He, he said, "Look, you know, we did all we can do," and blah, blah. That was about as milk toast as a coach trying to get into a playoff in a controversial year can be. Kirby did a lot more politicking than Nick did, but yeah, they weren't going to sit there and. You know, bellyache if they didn't get in, uh, but they got in. All right. Um, in closing, JC, I've got two things. I got a three. <laughs> my to-do list is threefold today. I'm calling a college All basketball right. game involving Mississippi State. I'm calling that from my house today. Uh, we've got a few of those left before conference play. I've got a vote. Uh, my Heisman Trophy ballot is due tomorrow. I I never mm-hmm. vote before championship Saturday. Honestly, I think the decision is pretty easy after what I saw this weekend in contrast to what I saw all year long out of one particular individual uh, and I'll give you a clue, he's not in the playoff. Um number 2 number 2 and and it, and it's going to be they're, they're never unanimous, but the guy who wins it, I think it's going to be pretty um it's going to be a high percentage of votes for this particular player. That's all I can say. We're legal, We're mm-hmm. not legally bound, but we're not supposed to say anything more than that. Sure. I also have to vote on Coach of the Year. I have to vote on Coach of the Year. That's uh, hard. The National, I, Coach the Year? National, National Coach of the Year? National, 2023, Home Depot, Coach of the Year. I've been voting on this now for four or five years. Uh, I'll just give you the nominees real quick. Jason Candle of Toledo. Kurt Signetti of James Madison. Kalen DeBoer of Washington, Eli Drinkwitz of Mizzou, Jed Fish of Arizona, Willie Fritz of Tulane, Mike Norvell of FSU, Barry Odom, your boy, of UNLV, Willie Simmons of Florida A&M, and Kirby Smart of Georgia.
0: Nick Saban's not on there.
2: No, he's not. Now this list doesn't mean I can't vote for him. Yeah, this list Uh, came out before the games yesterday. It doesn't mean I can't write him in. I'll Go tell home you who I'm home leaning home toward, in full, just because I don't think I have the same uh, gag order here. I'm leaning True.
0: toward Kalen DeBoer. That's the first person that popped in my mind, and yeah. you know, you you look at that Washington program, and they've been kind of on their way back since Sark went in, started recruiting well, left after a 500 record. Peterson took it to a certain level, but this guy, and you start thinking about like this guy followed Steve Sarkeesian. And freaking Chris Peterson, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, and I know Jimmy Lake was the interim or whatever for two years, whatever. D- that was a mistake, but uh, he's won everywhere he's been, and he's coached at some. He's coached at some places that you know you probably got to get on long bus rides, and you got to wash the uniforms and stuff. You know, he's he's not a guy that was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. Yeah. I like guys like that because I think their teams play hard and they, they know what they're doing and they know how to adapt. And uh, I, I, you know, I could make a strong case for him. Uh, I can make a, a strong case for Sabin, too, just because he got them out of that, whatever the hell they were, the struggles they were having. And, they, and they're still not dominant, but he's just winning. And I think he's having a blast winning close because. Hell, it's something new. Yeah. I mean, you probably get bored blowing everybody out all the time. But, um, you know, like I've never seen Kirby Smart as happy and excited as when he was down to South Carolina at halftime this year. And he walked in he's like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because I think he knows that's good for them. Now you have to get up and you're going to lose if you don't get out there and play. So uh, those guys like that. But, yeah, DeBoer to me – you go undefeated. You, you you survived some close close games on the road. You kept winning. You, you got in a funk for a couple of games where you didn't really play all that well, but you kept winning. and you you survived the Apple Cup, and then you beating Oregon twice like that. Uh, even though they let Oregon come back on them, you know that was that's an accomplishment. And and like I said, when you when you look at that program and kind of how they've ascended slow ish or whatever, through the years. You look at who he replaced, and he's taking it next level. You know, that's a coach. That's a good coach. That's a great coach. Yeah,
2: and I, I would also I, – I I have to check. I think we do a, a first, second, and third, just like the Heisman. I can tell you this, Jet Fish will be somewhere on my ballot of Arizona. Yeah. They've done, did a Jed hell of Fish, a
0: job. Barry Odom, Eli Drinkwitz, all, all those guys. Yeah, had, they, had they all did. Really, did. Really,
2: really I, mean, I mean, there's – you know, uh, there there's a lot of good names uh, on that list. Quite frankly, I think that's a lot harder to vote for this year uh than the Heisman trophy. Uh no can't, kills
0: no 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 kill zone man. No, no kill zone. Kill zone. There you, okay.
2: go. you still If won they
0: don't the other night maybe, you know, I don't
2: know. So, oh, I so. would I would have got my New Mexico State gear in the mail. I'm still waiting on my jackrabbits Uh all I can do now is honor them with the stadium and the backdrop here on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Absolutely. Speaking of which, thanks to everybody tuning in um
1: uh we
2: we're not we're not stopping I have to remind uh everybody of that every year we, we this is year round in case you haven't noticed like the demand for college football talk it just doesn't stop in fact we get to have some really great guests on in the quote-unquote off season because we we're not so overwhelmed with uh the top stories of the day and we'll get back to that as well so we'll be back with you uh next week and the week after that and so on and so forth. also want to thank Chief Sports Network. I see a lot of the uh, ITG folks in chat row. Uh, That'll be Monday through Friday at its normal time, 11 to 2. There's also some other great new shows added to that if you check out the Chief Sports app. So make sure to do that as that continues to grow and expand, as I like to call it, the Jamie Bradford burgeoning empire that is Mm -hmm. Chief Sports. And as always, thanks to our producer, Phil Molinax, working this into his busy schedule as well, doing a great job. Uh, And, again, hope everybody had a terrific holiday and looking forward to a magnificent bowl season and college football playoff. That'll do it for us today. The first ever time we've done a live selection show, that was a lot of fun. Didn't know what to expect. Uh, I nearly uh, passed out on the ground when I saw Georgia pop up when I thought it was in the fourth slot instead of the (laughs) sixth. Wow. Uh, At any rate, Uh, have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody, and we'll see you next time on JC and Morgan.